When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sasquatches for 25 years. Pardon my American global awakening to the new world order. Pardon my American artificial intelligence Pardon my American. Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. You're listening to Pardon My American. What's up, everybody? Greg, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? Another day in paradise. Oh, you know it. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to start off this podcast with a scary fact that I learned over the past couple of days. You have coronavirus. No, I don't yet. Um, I feel like okay. most people are going to get that, apparently. Um, yeah. uh, I, I say, Well, on that topic, San Francisco just, didn't they, a couple of days ago, state of emergency? San it was, Francisco? I think it was just today. They was did, it today? Yep. Fist fights. Oh, yeah. You know what they say, though? What happens in San Fran will happen in Portland next. That's my well, guess. Yeah, or L.A. Or I'm, L.A. I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't, you know. Um, I, I, I don't know that. Uh, well, you know what's funny is uh, you know that I work in a uh, grocery supplier. Mm-hmm. We're selling a lot of goods to people, carts, cartfuls of stuff. So, Okay. Um, anyways, the fact. I want to talk about the fact that I learned. And it's a real problem. Uh, 150 million people were killed since 2007 from gun violence. Oh, yes, I know. Isn't that? That's like 40% of the U.S. population. Most of our population is dead, Greg. I know. Because of gun gun violence, man. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm really glad that Joe Biden was up on stage and he said that in front of millions of people. Um, Me too, because I think everybody needs needs to know the truth. And, uh, and I, that's like, how many more, how many more is that than like the Jews that were killed in world war two? I mean, I feel like that's a lot more. Well, he said that it's more people than, um, everyone in all the wars. So, I mean, oh, where, what wars he's talking about? I don't know. Since 2007. Th- this is the real epidemic. I know. Not coronavirus, uh, gun killings. It's like, we're worse than China over here. We're suppressing all this. <laughs> Truth. You know well, I'm, I'm going to say this. I, you know, it, it, I'm joking, obviously. But, uh, man, I want to talk about the debates. I know you want to talk about the debates. What a shit show that was. Yeah, dude, uh, it was it was bad. Yeah, he, he was. Um, so I don't know. Did you did you watch the whole thing? No, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. But I, I the clips that I've seen, it's mm-hmm. just like 
I've I've seen some clips where they are bickering at each other so loudly for like what a good twenty Mississippi. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, they've lost control, man. The moderators they can't even control it at this point. It, it's like beyond. They're they're yelling at each other. And um, what was funny was um, one of the other podcasts I listened to was reading the transcripts, and that actually makes it even worse. <laughs> Because you don't realize how bad it is until you actually like go through and read the transcripts, and it's so like chopped and cut because they're overlapping each other so much that like it pretty mm. much describes the uh, Democratic Party basically at this moment. They're all attacking Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I mean, um, and also Little Mike said that he spent a hundred million dollars on um, electing Democrats, and he said that he bought them. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I meant I, I got them. <laughs> yeah. And he stumbled over his own words. Um, yeah, honesty uh, always uh, pokes out when it needs to. I think, I mean, we all knew that he's buying this election. Um, but for him to slip up like that was pretty telling, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean, how much money has he spent already? I mean, last uh, month. $450 million? Or no, that's just that's just in one lump, I think, right? It was two hundred twenty million dollars last month, I think, alone. Okay. So, yeah, I think he did like four hundred million in campaign just recently, or something like. I mean, he spent a lot of money, man. He spent yeah. a lot of money. Well, I know I can't get on YouTube like more than twenty seconds without seeing a Bloomberg friggin' <laughs> <laughs> advertisement. Well, Trump had mentioned something in a tweet during the <laughs> or right after the debates that there was actually Bloomberg ads running during the debates, which yes is supposed yes. to be a huge no-no in my understanding. Am I yeah, wrong? Who the, who the fuck does that? Like that is like campaign you know what i mean like doesn't that break some sort of campaign rule you would think so because technically you got i mean that's like the super bowl right for pol for for politics right so you're 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 you got everybody focused who's a democrat at least well the numbers are low but everybody's looking at this and then he's running ads and no one else is i mean that's i, I don't know man i think that's pretty shady but uh, it's bloomberg so what do you expect right yeah, 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 exactly. Um, do you do you think there was a winner? And don't say Donald Trump. Do you think there was a winner of the debate? Or I mean from the from the sounds of it or from articles that you read? Um I honestly don't know. I mean, I heard that Bernie is just still kind of continually winning just because yeah. everybody else is, you know, tanking. Um I don't know what the Tom Steyer. Why is that guy still even in this? Why is he up there? Well, um, so what's what's interesting is I, I heard this kind of rumor that uh, a lot of these guys are not going to drop out. Um, and the reason that they're not going to is because they don't want Bernie to win and he's winning. So they're not stopping him. But the only way that they're going to have a chance of getting to. I always forget the freaking name. What's the name of that when a broker convention is contested contested convention? Yeah. Is that what it is? I always say brokered. I don't know why the hell. But anyways, the only way that they're going to do that is if enough people stay in and take enough votes to where Bernie can't get the proper delegates. And what's that? It, it's just it's a contested. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought you were doing some like UT shit, man. You know, I'm, I'm doing a dingleberry versus dingleberry. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, is like they're willing to hurt their own so that yeah. he doesn't get it. 
And uh, it's going to cost a lot of money because, you know, like Globachoff, is that her name? I can never say her name right either. Um, None of them are going to leave. And they, they, none of them deserve to be there. And Biden included. Bi- Biden's terrible, man. But uh, they all look dumb. I mean, Pete looks dumb. They all look dumb. And Bernie, uh, I mean, he came out, what was it, today? Or yes, no, it was on 60 Minutes the other day when he was talking about freaking Cuba again. Yes. Praising their dictator. Well, 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 it's not so bad. I mean, he gave good education, you know, and like his literacy was amazing. He's like, Crazy. come on. Praising their health care when I heard that they like inflate their neonatal death rate like they or like they suppress it by changing the date ranges. Yeah, I don't I haven't looked at honestly looked that far into it, but it's just like you get you get these communist nations that fudge the numbers Mm -hmm. like like Russia back in the day USSR. They would say, oh, well, we have zero unemployment because everybody everyone has a job. Well, everyone has like a government job. And they don't make shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's real easy to say that, yeah, you have zero unemployment when you don't have to pay them that much, right? Well, there's actually a recent example of that very thing you're talking about. And that would be, I believe, Sweden. Um, We've talked about this way in the past. But um, Sweden came out and said they've um, eliminated Down Down syndrome births. They no longer have Down Mm. syndrome in their country. What they don't tell you is, is that they aborted all of them. (laughs) So that's why they don't have any. Um, They basically, I I think there's literally like five kids or people with Down syndrome in Sweden. So, yeah, it looks good when you just say like, hey, we were able to eliminate Down syndrome, but you killed them all. So, I mean, it's really like, it's not that good. You know what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. and, and like you we were saying with Cuba, you know, it's like, oh, you taught them how to read before you lock them up for the rest of their lives. Um, Bernie's going to have a lot of trouble with this one, man, because uh, Florida is a must win state for Democrats. And guess where, you know, the primary citizens in Florida are Cuban. Uh, they left most of them left that country uh, of Cuba because of socialism and, and communism. So there's already people mad about it. His own party, Pete Buttigieg, was saying, like, you know, we're not going to win with him saying shit like this, you know, it's just, it's impossible. So he's, he's, he just can't so stay I, away from the dictators, man. He just loves them so much. I heard a, uh, a good tweet. I guess it was from, um, Bongino, Dan Bongino. Yep. And, and he was saying, um, isn't it funny how we spent the last three or four years going after Russia gate mm-hmm. complaining that the communists have, influenced our election and now the democrats are going to an elect a communist yeah yeah or, you know what i mean it's just like it's how ironic i mean there's a lot of rich irony there but well, um it, it, and um what's that what's that guy's name that's on twitter and instagram i think is like the typical liberal is that is that what his name is you know what i'm talking about oh edu- educating liberals nah maybe i i don't know I, I could be wrong but anyways he um he had a post where he was saying or he retweeted something that somebody was saying um, that it's uh, real. Like when Bernie's ahead, like he is, it's a real testament to how bad our education system is because the fact that they clearly don't teach kids anymore about how bad socialism is and how bad it failed and, and communism, th- these kids are willing to support it at, at a young age where you would think like when you're right in high school, 17, 18, like coming out of high school, even, Going into yeah. college, this should be fresh in your head. History class, 
that this is like not a good system. It's a terrible, terrible system. I mean, this is the party of, of like all of them. I mean, right? Stalin wasn't Stalin a communist, or I, I could be wrong, but Hitler. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, know, you got the whole Fidel, like the whole the group of them. They're all bad people, and yet they they support Bernie. I'm not I'm not going to say Bernie is exactly like them, but he is on the right path. <laughs> you know. Well, so the the whole point is to keep everybody um, in the dark on it. And you want them to basically be blind and be in the dark and kind of just be like, okay, well, they they're they got it. You know, we got this government. They they seem to know what they're doing. We're the best country in the world. They they have control over this. They know what they're doing, right? Yep. And so um, I would not be surprised because I mean, look at the majority of the Democratic tickets. I mean, it's very socialist ideas. I mean, this whole like. Uh, Tom Steyer guy, right? He, his whole thing is global warming. Yeah. It's his number one issue is global warming. And I just saw a clip of him on CNN saying that he, he would declare an emergency the first day of his presidency and and he would force businesses to cut electricity or switch over to a specific like power grid and essentially just run businesses. It's fascism, dude. I mean, that is socialism to a T. Where well, every, they all every, have that opinion. That, that's a shitty part is there's really no choice for a Democrat, man. You know, ex- well, except I mean, for Pete. I mean, Pete, but he's just such a robot and he's so like predictable. Did, and did you see the video of Pete Buttigieg and Obama? It's gross. It's <laughs> really? freaking gross, man. He I swear well, to God, he studied. He studied it, man. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's almost like perfect timing too it's quite impeccable it's great i mean it's it's the inflection it's the tone of his voice it's everything dude well i mean listen they're they're doing anything and everything they can to win and i know he's trying to feed off the obama (laughs) crowd but his black support is not where it should be i i like in the democratic party you need you need those black votes right that's a huge part of their their ticket and he just doesn't have that support i don't know that a lot of them do it's kind of weird man i don't think I don't know that Bernie has a really strong, like, black Democratic support group. Well, you know why? Why? Because Trump stole them all. Oh, yeah. I'm very I don't know curious. if I just. You kind of cut out there. You're, you're cutting out a little bit. But I yeah, don't I don't know. We've talked about Trump with his, like, 34%. Could it be more? Um, I think the recent numbers they were saying, like the accurate, who knows if it's real, but they were saying like 14%. Um, but what's funny, though, there was an article, and I want to move on topics eventually here, but there, there was an article that was talking about the Democrats and black votes and how um, Bernie was, uh, I think it was Bernie was down a little bit on the black vote. And they're like on, in the small, you know where they have the title and then the the what's that called where they have the little line under the title of an article where it kind of is like the lead in a subtitle subtitle. God, man, it's been a long day. Um, so the subtitle said Trump only has 14% of the black vote. The problem is, is when you say only, um, because 14%, he, I think he won last election with eight or seven, if I'm not mistaken, he's doubled it. So even even in the worst case of fourteen percent, he's doubled his black vote, which proves that he's whatever he's doing is working. And that's just on the ones they're polling, man. I, I you said it before. I really think that he is going to be real good double figures. I'm talking at least in the twenties, maybe thirties. Yeah, yeah. 
But it's hard to say, but that's where I'm, I'm thinking. Well, I think that that's where the black vote went in, in it's in Trump's corner now. I mean, um, but to get off the, uh, the democratic debate there, mm-hmm. uh, Trump went over to India <sighs> for a couple of days and I think, uh, 36 hours or something actually, yeah. maybe it's a day and a half, but, um, the best thing about it was he came out to the song Macho Man. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he <laughs> and, did. And I watched a little clip of a CNN reporter trying to talk over the music, and it was brilliant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because uh, the guy, the, the, first it has the lady in the studio. She's like, Steve, uh, you're you're over there, and it, it looks like a quite a rambunctious crowd, but, but what do you think he has to say about this uh, trade negotiations? And the guy's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Discussions about their relationships uh, is very important. Uh, you know the strategic role in the trade that India could be playing. And I mean, essentially, like he's trying to be all serious, and you yeah. have like people just like, yeah, so much, man. Uh, it was funny because the other night, I, I, you know, it was over the weekend. Um, I wasn't that tired, and I was just laying laying on the couch, dude. I was doing some stuff. Oh yeah, and. Uh, I, I was watching, actually, I was watching some ghost shows, right, on mm-hmm. on demand. And you know when you watch an on-demand film, and once it's over, it kind of, like, the, the TV plays in the background, but it's still on the, the, the frame, right? Yeah. So the, it got over, and I heard uh, Trump is, is getting ready to head over to the whatever that, that the stadium's called. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Is this right now? Like, is this fucking live now? Yeah. So I clicked over. And he's in his freaking his carpool of like badasses, dude. And I'm I'm like, we got to go live with this man. So I went live with uh, on Instagram with it because I was like, hey, it's freaking midnight. I'm I'm exhausted. My eyes were bloodshot, right? But I was like, there has to be a couple people on this dude. And what was really cool about it is once it started going, I started um, doing the Instagram live. Like we like because it was so late. I had like I was talking to people from uh, South Africa. There was mm-hmm. one from Australia. Uh, Mantastic Monk, who's been following us for a long time, he's actually in India right now. <laughs> so oh, that was dope as hell. But there was cool. it was a great crowd of people, and what was really fascinating, not only was it an utterly amazing sight, dude. I mean, you have to admit, when you're in a stadium of a hundred thousand Indians wearing white yeah. Trump hats, all right, let's just go there. He he supplied yeah. them with white hats. Okay, we all know what a white hat is. They were rocking out. Not only were they playing Macho Man when he came out, but right before that, they were playing Queen. These people know how to rock, dude. They had yeah. the whole CM going. People were, like, fanning themselves because it's, like, a billion degrees. But Trump <laughs> rolls in with this, like, carpool, right? And as he turns the corner, like, okay, Trump is entering the stadium now. He has, here's this. There's a freaking double line of camels. Of freaking camels. People on camels. Both sides. And he rolls up, and there's, like, everybody's all stoic and shit with their swords. But there's yeah. one guy who's just like this, like on the camel, like as Trump goes by. It's just fuck. Who sees camels? I felt like it was Aladdin. You remember Aladdin when he comes into the village after he becomes a prince and people are like, "Ooh, who is this guy? Like, oh, my God. That was uh, Trump, I, dude. That was Trump. They were like the India. They're 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 Twitter pated. <laughs> dude, yeah. Listen, I, I I mentioned this to some people I was talking to. Um and I, and I was actually interested, it swayed off a little bit from the, the, the Trump thing because I was actually talking to people from other countries. And this is a prime opportunity to kind of get what their feel was for how people felt about Trump in their countries. And mm-hmm. I could tell you, like, the idea that Trump is despised in other countries is a false, 
false narrative, man. I think it, when you look at India, they love Trump. I think they love him. You know, whether that's because Modi is like prop Trump up, you could say that arguably, but they like Trump a lot, man. And then talking to the guy from South Africa, he's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of split. But the ultimate for them is they, they ultimately want a Trump. They just, they are, they're kind of stuck in this weird socialist vibe themselves. So they yeah. can't really say they do, but they do, you know? Well, so I think um, with this whole coronavirus thing and, and the China kind of just going out the, the window with their manufacturing, I think Trump's over there trying to get India involved. He's For trying sure. to get all these other places to start manufacturing goods and... I mean, I think that's kind of been in the works for a long time. It's just been in the background, and, and we're just now kind of seeing it. Well, it's out of necessity right now, you know, because well, China's yeah. shutting their doors, man. And, and and luckily, like, take yourself back, man. Think if Hillary had won this election, what would we be able to do? Like, I think Hillary would have utterly ruined our economy. That's my opinion at least maintained it at a very low level like Obama did. And this kind of stuff would have ruined our country. Like, we, well, we we didn't have any support build up. Trump has been building up the country for three years now. We're able to sustain this better than we would have with any other president. There's a, there's like a 16-year plan or whatever. There's like a 12-16-year 12, 12 plan out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Agenda 21, right? Yeah. And um, Or Agenda whatever the hell it is. So it's like... Essentially, by the year 2021, we would have been kind of just gone broke. But apparently, you know, it, Trump wasn't supposed to win. No. And he won for a reason. And it's, you know, making America great again. Um, so some people are saying, though, that this coronavirus, like, uh, we'll touch more about this on, on Sunday. But yeah. uh, as far as what to expect that uh, essentially it's a nothing burger, right? It's just, it's the last ditch effort that the deep state has, right? To push again, to, to wreck the economy, but yeah. it's not, gonna work. it's not going to work. And so like what Trump's going to do is he's already come out and said that he wants to lower the interest rate. He wants like negative interest rates, which yeah. is like not, it's not intuitive because it's like, if I owe you, if I loan you a dollar, then I owe you money when you pay me back. You know what I mean? Like you'd pay me back less than a dollar. Yeah, I think that's Trump being hyperbolic, man. I think he's just, you know. Well, so what I think is going to happen is um, this is going to get a little bit worse, maybe, if that. But Trump's going to be tweeting about like lowering the the interest rate. And then, um, so this is all like in the X-22 report. You guys should go watch that guy. He's freaking awesome, dude. He talks all about this stuff. And I just I totally think that it's just a deep state push just to get everybody fear based and then forced vaccines. That is one thing that Trump just did, though. He gave what was it like one point something billion dollars for vaccine? Two point five. But I think one point something of that. Just oh, is that just that? OK. To vaccines. Right. So listen, here's the thing, man. There's a I, this is a topic that we've never got into, but we've never been. We've never talked about the anti-vaxxers and the vaxxers, really. That I mean, that's a huge, touchy subject. Um, yeah. I am personally not that opposed to vaccines. Uh, I I understand the fear behind them, but I just I can't overlook the fact that like I think they've done more good than bad. Personally, you know, there's going to be some bad effects, obviously, by some people, but I just. I, you know, I don't know. I don't. I still don't know about this coronavirus thing, man. I still don't know about it. People are panicking. I get it. 
but we haven't had any deaths in America. We've actually had some recoveries, which is good. Um, but Trump's awfully calm about it. He should be calm about it, but I just don't see it. I don't see it affecting the world the same way. I've already said this, but I don't, I don't, I just don't see it yet, man. I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, China is going to be in such a bad place that we're going to have to go over there and help them rebuild some shit and That's they can right. forgive our fucking debt. You know what I'm saying? Well, so remember how the USSR collapsed? So right after, um, uh, Reagan, yep. George W. George W. Bush became president and the USSR just collapsed, dude. Yeah. And they didn't even see this coming. They're like, what? Yeah. I mean, it was like fortuitous timing for them, but it was just like I could so I could see that happening in Trump's second term, just China collapsing. And then Well, dude, they've they've down. set them out they set themselves up for failure. They've been yeah. doing it for decades, man, where they've inflated their shit. They've they falsified information. Their their economy's not as strong as it you know, everything you could possibly do to have it just like you said, collapse, they've done. And so it's only a matter of time, dude. I mean, and then you know, everybody owes them money. You know, I money's bullshit to me anyways, but I just have a feeling that we'll go over and help them rebuild help them build their economy back up and then just say, Hey, we'll help you out. We'll give you some military. We'll help you out. We'll get you going back on your feet and you're going to forgive our debt. Can you imagine if Trump got rid of our fucking Chinese debt because we helped him? I'd be cool with that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the greatest move in the history of presidencies. It's like we own China, nothing. We're hey. debt has been forgiven. Yeah. dude. <laughs> Not saying that's going to happen, but, but, I, but it's just, it's funny. If you look at everything that Trump has been doing, you know, how like yeah, a couple podcasts back, you were like, well, people are making fun of Trump because it's just like he he falls off a cliff, but he always lands on his feet. You know, like he he does things like that just kind of work out. Yeah. Um. So like the border wall, right? Mm-hmm. It's preventing people from coming in and spreading the virus. The the travel ban. It's preventing people from coming in and spreading the virus. It's just like all these things just work out now, and it's just. Well, see, I don't want to give Trump. Okay, so I don't want to give Trump too much credit. Yeah. Right? Um, because I think he deserves credit, but, but the truth is, is this, like, it's kind of common sense. Like if we have a border wall, then that prevents not only illegal immigration, but it prevents situations like this. Like it's a bigger package than just immigration and the, and the travel ban. Like, you know, there's a whole, listen, it's just common sense, man. It's all common sense. And like, so Trump did the right thing, but I, I think he was doing it for the right reasons. He just used that particular situation, whether it be illegal immigration, because that's the hot topic. But there's but, way more to it. But if you look at it, if you think about it, it's kind of like he knew that this was their last ditch effort, dude. Yeah, I agree with and you. He he put up the walls before they could actually try something. I don't know. It's just like a genius move, I, I think. Well, the, the saying was that Trump slips on a ban- banana, does a double backflip and lands perfectly every time. So he, they always give him the idea like that he's tripping on himself or tripping on a banana, but he always lands it perfectly. Yeah. And it is the case. Like whether you like him or don't like him, Trump, even in the worst, like the, the, the most controversial things that he does, it always seems to work to our benefit. Always. So either he's a super genius, which he claims he is, a very stable genius, or <laughs> Or he just he's surrounded with good people. He has a game plan. He's been around long enough and he understands basic, logical common sense. That's that's what it is, man. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's switch topics here because we only have about, what, five minutes. Yeah, five or so. Keep it it short. Um, 
Well, there was a shooting today, mass shooting, seven people. Yeah, I heard. Uh, so his gunman, he was fired and he returned. So he was fired last Wednesday and I guess he returned. He was a disgruntled, you know, he was returning for revenge. Okay. Uh, killed seven people and it was at the uh, Coors, what, Coors Brewery in Milwaukee. Damn. So um, apparently he had a silencer on his weapon as well. So that's illegal. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that state. I'm pretty sure it's a illegal federally, though, but I could be wrong. But the article that I was reading, uh, the first comment was like, oh, well, Joe Biden can add this to the 150 million. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, not to make, make fun of him, but I'm just saying, you know. No, you can make fun of him. The guy's a crazy loon. Well, not so. to make fun of the people who died, but. Oh, no. Well, that's the thing. Like we, you know, year like after year, especially through the Obama administration, like it felt like there was a fuck, there was a mass shooting weekly, dude. Like right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was always like one upping the next, and it was crazy situations. And like that's something that nobody has talked about. Nobody's talked about it um, since Trump's been in office. The uh, the mass shootings has gone down significantly. Mm, not I, I don't know I don't know if it has dude dude I don't I'm, know. I'm gonna say it has because I looked up the Obama shootings uh, maybe I okay let me rephrase free jeez let me rephrase that a little bit remember how many like major news shootings that you heard I mean I felt like major ones I, I'm not saying there's no mass shootings but I'm saying dude last summer was bad I mean we had a mass shooting every fucking weekend yeah but. Yeah, Dude, I don't I, know, man. I think it's a summertime event. It's a summertime sport uh, for the deep state. I just don't feel like you hear about it nearly as much. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Maybe they're happening and they just don't hear about it as much. But I just don't feel like they're as any death is a is terrible. I'm just saying I don't know if they're, they're significant. Like some of the you remember the, the the gay bar, the ones that they shot up in Florida. Yeah. Um, you had the, but, the major school shootings, which were an epidemic. Dude, the school shootings. But what did I bring up right before we started here? What was when was this occurring around Democratic primaries debates, man, the whole nine? Yeah. And yeah. what happened last uh, during the Nevada one right before the Nevada one? Yeah, there was I, a shoot. It's, it's always it's the timing is impeccable, man. So I'm just saying like the next debate, I looked it up because I just wanted to know where when to <laughs> watch my back for yeah. the next shooting. Yeah. It's uh, March 15th, so... So expect a shooting March 14th. Um, Pretty much. Yeah, this is their... <clears throat> I don't want to say it's a... I, you know, when you're talking about somebody's life, but we've discussed this before with, like, um, the false flags, and even if it's a false flag, man, people still die. That had nothing to do with it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's... So it's a tragedy. But the, I think what we've always said was it's, like, unnecessary, man, because I, I really do feel like it was set up or they, they found somebody who was a crazy person that was, you know, I don't know, man. I just feel like it's, it's so like the timing is just too, like, it's too precise, man. It's too precise. And we saw that last summer. We've seen it multiple times over the years, man. Even during, remember the elections, you know, there was just situations where shit was going down and yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say voice to skull, dude. I think it's voice to skull technology. That's just my conspiracy theory. Well, I mean, when you go back to even like the Unabomber, man, I mean, you're talking about a guy who was um, involved in CIA experiments and shit, man. I mean, yeah, it's they have uh, a goddamn heart attack gun, dude. Yeah. So 
I'm just saying. I don't know. I, it is. It's sad. I want to say, you know, like condolences to the family, obviously, or the fam families. Um, and it's a tragedy. But uh, man, I don't know, man. We should. Just, I think. I think people like hear this stuff and then they they look into it and then they forget about it and then they don't look any farther, you know. And I think it needs to be so, looked into deeper. So March March fourteenth is a Saturday. It's a good day to do it. So I'm just saying they usually happen on weekends. I mean, this was a rare instance, but yeah. Um, well, I don't know. That's yeah. That's an important one. I, I don't know. So, but before we get off here, uh, Phil Haney. Yeah. There, there's some updates in that. Um, so first off, it's an investigation now. It's an open investigation. They didn't declare it a suicide. And the cop was pissed, dude. He came out and he's like, uh, there's some rumors going around that this was falsely classified as a suicide. That was never the case. This is an open investigation. Um, you know, we're not we're not ruling anything as suicide. They're, they have the FBI there, dude. Yeah. The F, and that's not normal. Like, um, so Q, Q posted something. He's been posting. Uh, he posted something about another uh, whistleblower, Nick Nick Kane or Nick something. Sounds but, like a, uh, rapper, a rapper's name. Oh, yeah. But uh, this guy, he, he, he basically came out and he worked for the FBI and he heard something about Hillary and he kind of like raised the concern about the big wigs talking about how they were going to go soft on Hillary. And he kind of was a whistleblower. And, and so he was saying had to have the FBI involved in a normal like murder case like this is not normal. I mean, this this is murder. man. well, maybe um, maybe things are changing and maybe knowing that he's a whistleblower, knowing his ties, maybe people are taking it more seriously. Finally, you know, what I mean. Did you see uh, Glenn Beck's piece on it? No, I have not watched that yet. No. So someone someone sent it to us on Instagram, but I actually listened to it before I even watched that. Yeah, dude, when he was he said something that was like super vivid to me as far as like it just stood out, and he's like, dude, there's no way this guy would have killed himself, and he was like talking about his life and talking about his, and you know his story. Yep. And he's like, this guy had plans to write another book. This guy had plans in his life. Um, Getting married in a month. Well, yeah. Did you know that his wife died in 2019, though? So it's kind of, it's like, you're getting married already, bro? Hey, man, <laughs> loneliness is a crazy thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not, I no, not judging the guy. I mean, he's, but I'm just, he's pretty old, dude. He's got to get a little little uh, action before he goes. You that's know what I'm true. you got to expedite He's this been waiting shit. like 50 years. He's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. That's rude. Uh, but, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. But so um, Glenn Beck was like, yeah, every time I saw this guy, I'd give him a hug and then I'd pound him on the chest. And he knew what that meant. He's like, I looked at him and we didn't even have to talk about it. I just pound him right on the chest. He's like, and I'd be feeling for his thumb drive. He kept a thumb drive around his neck, dude, that had dirt on it. And he's like, I wonder if they found that thumb drive on the body. Oh, damn. That's juicy, bro. I know. That makes you wonder if, if some of that, I mean, if, if Beck, I don't know. It makes me wonder if the person that, that had, if he was murdered, which it sounds like he was, if they knew that was there and they took it, you know what I mean? Like there's got, if he has it around his neck, he has got it. I guarantee he's got like a dead switch on that thing with somebody else or something. Yeah. Some, somebody's got to have a second copy of that. But 
Well, today I heard uh, Julian Assange. Mm-hmm. His his dead switch. The way that it's going to work is that he's released like there's a there's two parts to this file, like the Vault Seven yeah. criteria, or whatever. There's two parts to it. He released the first part, and you can't access it until the second part comes out. And if he dies, damn, everyone gets this information. Well, that's the risk you take when you start screwing with freaking whistleblowers, man. And not only just whistleblowers, but smart people, man. These are smart people. They, they. It's sad because I wish this information would just come out, you know, before, <coughs> excuse me, before it gets to the point where they die. Yeah. But as far as like the suicide thing, man, I don't know personally that I heard that it was definitely a suicide or they labeled it as such. I heard people saying that, watch they will label it as a suicide um, no i did hear it as a suicide oh, I, I looked up multiple articles and it said he died at, he's apparent suicide it's okay. a suicide well I, I hopefully hopefully this is the the final straw man i hope that like with his death it's it, like we've had two there's just oh my god if you have the list man there is too many people involved with things that die and, and we can talk i mean we've talked about a lot of them but Remember, what was the thing with the freaking Anthony Weiner? How many people that saw that laptop? I think there was, what, 12 police officers that witnessed that? Nine are dead. I think there's like 14 or 15 now. I don't know. All I know is there's like one or two left, and I would be scared shitless if I was those one or two people. The bottom line is anybody that has dirt on anybody dies, period. And and like if that's not, I, I just don't common sense would say like something's really wrong here and I'm, I'm a little surprised that the government had had has taken well then again i'm not because the deep state and the whole nine dude they're probably involved with it man it's just really it's really a shame it's really a shame that people have to die over this crap well the last thing i want to talk about is uh the q post so essentially um bob i Iger, bob Iger from yeah. disney yeah so ceo stepped down he still works at the company, I guess, but he stepped down. And so Q has been talking about all these CEOs are going to, you know, leave their post. Yeah. And that's what's happening. And it's been happening. We, we've talked about this. Oh, but, yeah. Um, so Q posts, he posted or he reposted something about Patton Oswald um, that these dirty tweets that Patton Oswald was uh, tweeting about, uh, like pedophilia and all this stuff. But it was a one-year mark to the date of when he posted that. So it was like a one-year delta of when Bob Iger, or Iger steps down, right? Yeah. But in this one-year post, this one-year delta, he puts the silent war continues. And there's two periods. But uh, Jordan Sather on Twitter. So this isn't the first time that Q has posted the silent war continues. He's posted it four other times or three or four other times. And Jordan Sather on Twitter is like, look, each time he posts this, the the periods, the ellipses at the end, there's fewer and fewer. So the first one, silent war continues. There's five periods. Then there's four periods. Then there's three. Now there's two. Mm. So like, what are we counting down to? That's weird. It was, it was, it was four. You cut yeah. out. You cut out there a so. little bit, buddy. Uh, it, well, I was just gonna say it's odd. It's cool. It is cool. Um, so cryptid, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's weird because you just don't catch this stuff. And um, 
That's why I love it. I know. It's like a pun. Q is just such a is a it's such a fascinating thing, and then there's such like a a love hate for it. You know, like there's such a hatred for Q, and then there's also this like massive following for Q, and um, you know. It's just it's just interesting, man. I, I I don't know as much about it as I would like to. I know you you're into it a lot more. And I got to give a little shout out, man. Weaponized podcast or weaponized yeah. opinions podcast, man. He sent me or sent us a, a, a little email that said he talked about us a little bit on his recent podcast. He had a really great guest on there. I can't remember his chat Chad Chadwick. I don't even remember his name right off the top of my head. But um, you know, this guy was is a liberal. He's a proud boy member. Um, but he's a liberal, and he seemed like a pretty straightforward liberal, like a, a old school, like would have a conversation with you. Um, but, um, you know, the Weaponized Opinions podcast, yeah, he was saying, he was talking about me and Greg, you know, and like how there's one guy who doesn't know as much and is not, you know, into it as much, and, and Greg is. And uh, he said that we're, you know, real smart dudes. And, I, hey, man, I love hearing that. That's cool, man. Well, yeah, and, you know, we we do like to talk about Q, but, like, logically. It's logical. And, but honestly, like we don't know that much. And that's why we would, you know, if we could get somebody on that knows a little bit more about it. That- yeah. Well, the, the gentleman that was on his podcast real quick um, was just kind of saying that he gets a lot of hate from Q supporters, like a lot of threats. Um, mm. Here's the thing, man. Oh, yeah. He called them like the Antifa. <laughs> yeah. He said they were like a less violent Antifa. That's uh, weird. Too. I don't know that I agree with that um, uh, at all. But but uh, here's what I will say. Um like any party or any group of people, man, like there's always going to be people that are a little more irrational and uh, uh, probably vocal and violent or whatever. Um, I don't support that. I know you don't support that. So if you are a Q supporter, like don't be going hating on people who don't buy it. Okay. Like the whole idea behind Q is to teach and learn and figure stuff out. And if somebody's not buying it, like you being an asshole doesn't make it better. So that yeah. would be my suggestion. And, and listen, to be fair, I, I'm I'm a little less into it than you, Greg, and and there's things about it that I go like, eh, I don't know about that, man. I'm not real yeah. sure about that. But there's a ton of things that I go like, I can't deny it. I just can't fucking deny what is going on right now. So yeah, uh, be I just uh, shout out to Weaponized Opinions podcast. If you guys haven't listened to stuff, he's got some real creative stuff, some real interesting ideas and stuff. And um, I we always love the shout outs, man. We really appreciate it. And we never in this podcast right now we have not talked about. Um, you know, thanking our followers again. Like we're we're still growing. We're getting a lot of people. TikTok has really done well for us the past week, man. We've got a lot of a lot of great feedback. A lot of followers on TikTok. Um, Instagram's doing well. Um, we you know we really appreciate all the comments. We have one of our best videos on YouTube. Uh, our last podcast is doing really good on YouTube for us so far. So about a hundred views. Yeah. Hey, man, listen. Yeah. YouTube is a freaking weird animal, okay? And we're going to do everything we can to promote it. But like you said a million times, Greg, YouTube very well could be a lost cause. And um, guys, there's what Greg sent me the other night. There's a ton of options, man, uh, other than YouTube. And they're small, but they will grow. Some of them will grow. We're just trying to figure out what's the best platform for us. And YouTube so far is, yeah, we like the 100 and 200 views and stuff, but we want thousands. We don't want hundreds. That's weird, man. We're too damn good at this, man. I'm just joking. Uh, But anyways. Someone's a little cocksure. Well, damn it. I'm sorry, man. There's a lot of crap out on the internet. I feel like we're pretty decent what we do. You you just watch a Trump rally or something? You're a little hyped up there, Dave. Yes, I did. I watched (laughs) that, uh, the India India rally again, man. I I was like, man, I I really liked what he had to say. I thought it was a great speech, by the way. 
well-spoken, 100,000 people, didn't even look like he shedded a freaking bead of sweat. You know what I'm saying? This guy's a freaking machine, dude. He's yeah, a machine. He's, he's the ice man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so uh, interesting week so far. Um, and I think it's going to I think it's going to get more interesting. I, 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 I thought this week the Democrats there would be a couple that that bailed out this week and I don't see it happening. So yes, sorry, Bob. maybe I'm wrong. But all right. Um, until uh, this Friday, we'll do a live stream, right? Yeah, we'll do a live stream Friday. We had a lot of fun. Maybe this time, Greg, you can actually get I'll get off and you can talk or something. We'll see how that how we can work it out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, good talking to you, buddy. Right. right. Until next week. Have a good one, Sunday. Like, follow, share. Yes. Cheers, Greg. Where we go one? Where we, we go all. <laughs> you froze up. <laughs> all right, man. Have a good night. Yeah. All right, bye. It's just awfully good that Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. My American... Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.